Memorial Day. It's the best of the holidays. Memorial Day. What it's are you the doing? What is that? You don't know how to celebrate Memorial Day? Uh, not really. Well, neither do these dipshits. Hey guys, it's your favorite final girl and boy, Emily and Nick, coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me With A Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. This week we'll be celebrating Memorial Day as we go camping in 1989's Memorial Valley Massacre. So always, Emily's got an original VHS, so uh, let's read the back of that box. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the tent... Despite some horrific warning signs, a greedy park developer opens the Memorial Valley campground and sets the stage for a bloodbath. Whatever it is that stalks Memorial Valley kills with the strength of some powerful beast and with the cunning and vengeful hatred of a human. The most experienced campers don't know the law of the land in Memorial Valley, and their ignorance is no excuse, because the killer will not forgive, forget, or bury the hatchet, except in someone's chest... 1989. Your thoughts on this one? I don't think the, the killer has much of a mental capacity to forgive, forget, or even think about anything. I also don't know uh, what my thoughts on this is. I, I, I'm thinking, why did I take notes on this movie? Yeah, well, I was thinking the same thing. Although, you know, we do, we do have another William Smith joint. Hell yeah. Not Will Smith. This was before, before the slap heard around the world. Before he got jiggy with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one for Maniac Cop. Uh, we start with title credits, and I'm pretty sure in those title credits, credits, there's music from something else in it, and then it changes. I think it may be Sleepaway Camp. I'm not sure. Well, also in those title credits, we get to see that uh, presidential candidate John Kerry is in this movie. Oh, yeah. That's what he was doing before he was a politician, yeah. after he was a war vet. He, it wasn't really the that guy. Just the same, same name. <laughs> there's only one way to find out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, during the title credits, there are campers and RVs uh, pulling up. In in also, while they're doing that, it splits with like stock footage of animal, oh, yeah. like of like National they, Geographic they didn't film footage. That shit. They did not film that shit. <laughs> you can, it's varying qualities too. You can tell it's yeah. like from different decades. Yeah. Like this is a shot of a squirrel from the sixties. <laughs> Cool, man. So the capers are all getting their shit out, and everyone is mad for not being able to get in immediately. And we see our first, the main character, David Sangster. He's there to help. The guy that's trying to calm everybody down, his name is Deke. And um, David Sangster is there for Memorial Day weekend, and camp isn't ready. The workers, quote-unquote, lost one guy that morning. Well, one of our main characters shows up the day the camp opens for work. That's, what, that's call, David. I'd, I'd call that a little late. Yeah, that's that's David Sangster, but he can do what he wants because... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, his dad is that the wealthy business owner that's turning this camp into... Or turning this area into a campsite and eventually like a mall or, or something. Yeah. I don't know. He talks about a bunch of shit. And so. he a college boy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he goes to Dartmouth or something. I don't know yeah, what they keep yeah, saying. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, $20 word. So daddy Sangster doesn't care that these people, um, daddy Sangster. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't care that they lost one guy this morning, by the way, I noticed this guy, uh, to, to, to this guy, this uh, developer, whatever you want to call him, death is not an alibi. No, that is, um, you cannot call in for being dead. No. And by the way, daddy Sangster, who's only in this movie for about five minutes, he is Cameron Mitchell from the experimental, experimental TV broadcast, the passing of the third floor back. He also played happy in death of a salesman. And um, he was Buck Cannon on the high, uh, Chaparral. Well, so you know this five minutes. Is that how you say it? Chaparral? I'm not sure. It was a really famous Western show. Well, I mean, it, also the the five minutes in this movie must have cost him all they could afford for him. And you know he's just cashing checks. Yeah. So we have one kill from the jump. Anyway, it's off scene. Um, anyway, whatever. Sangster's mad because uh, the... There's no electricity. The roads are fucked. There's a dead dog in the water tank. Mm -hmm. And, and but, the, the, he asks if uh, he asks if the water's drinkable. Yeah, right after that, uh, George Webster comes up, and I am going to refer to him as Webster. I know I usually will say, "Is it Webster?" This really is Webster. This really is Webster, but not Webster from the show Webster. Um, There's only but, one way to find out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 
He is um, like the head ranger. So, so far we have Will Smith, John Kerry, and Webster. Yeah. Okay. Webster played by Webster. Cool. No, George Webster uh, is the head ranger, and he, he's going to help and maybe Deke, but the rest of the workers are going to leave. They're like, well, fuck this. So, oh, well, yeah, don't they? So the dog poisons the water, and that messes with the plumbing system and the drinking water. And one of those uh, workers was, goes, well, hey, those toilets are flushers. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to what, man? Uh, well, I guess we'll find out because they got to dig a latrine. Opposed to pushers? I, well, <laughs> I don't know. Does it just push the shit right back well, on to you? I don't you know. use my bathroom, I need to inform you, mine's not a flusher. <laughs> so uh, Daddy Sangster sees his son, David. And apparently he had offered David a job at some point and David picked this project because he's in school for like uh, environmental bullshit. I don't know. Yeah, and we'll find out why, we, why he really picked this project later. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't think his dad's very happy with it, but whatever. He um, he leaves. And he doesn't, Dave, even, doesn't even hug him. Yeah. And Webster makes sure to tell David that he's working for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that he's still in college at 45 years old. It's a respect thing. Yeah. Um, next, we see Webster. Uh, he's talking to the campers. He says it's going to be like Pioneer Weekend because, yeah, because of all they're the... going to be shitting in holes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So all the pussies leave. Uh, well, also, he uses a megaphone right in front of this group of people, which is, it's like a group of, what, 25 people? It's not necessary. Yeah. And about. Ten of them leave. I mean, I like the move because it's a good way to be a dick, but you didn't need to do that. No. Um, then we hear this hilarious high pitched quote unquote kid. He's supposed to be like 12 years old, but he's definitely in his twenties. Hell yeah. Um, and 20 year old, 12 year old. This is important. He says no loose dogs, no ATVs or motorcycles. And then he's like, find your spots. So that's how camping works. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone knew that. David's going to stay with Deke and Webster doesn't like him. So stay out of his way. And then, you know, we see some uh, camping shenanigans, whatever. Webster tells David weird stuff was accidental. Like, all the stuff that had happened was accidental. But Deke thinks otherwise. Uh, There's a broken window in the storage room. They leave. And then some caveman type thing, person, is behind the door. It's totally a caveman. He sees a dog. He goes crazy. You've never had that problem? you got to lay out a trap for him? Right. Well, I haven't seen any, but... um, he sees a dog, if, he if goes crazy. See, if you see one, that means there's thousands that you don't see. They're like roaches. Cavemen? Probably within the walls. Yeah, you got to call Cook's Pest Control. <laughs> well, I should, I should add that to my pest control Co- routine. Cook's Cave Control. Yeah. Hey, we could mark, corner the market on that. Oh, yeah. Cave, Mil- millions. cave busters. Um, so the caveman sees a dog outside and he goes crazy and the dog runs to the storage and you hear him being killed so we have two dead dogs that within yeah, like yeah. five minutes of the movie oh, yeah. not good um david goes to help this hot girl her name's cheryl but and the real reason he chose this project. exactly well he didn't know that i guess but i think he might have yeah he might have looked at some kind of roster well, she's like, I want to be alone. He tells her that um, he lives in the store, well, and then he kind of makes fun of her. Well, we all know how these, uh, whenever a girl says, I'd like to be alone in these horror movies, how it really works out. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. No, no. So um, then Webster wants David to shovel shitholes with him. Um, well, he, at, least, uh, at least he gets David away from the girl who wants to be alone. I'll hand him that. Yeah, true. At least somebody's doing the right thing. Uh, he says he's not running a dating service, and I agree with him on that. Well, that, that is you've been, true. You've been here 10 minutes and you're already hitting on campers. Yeah. Though we see a gang of, on motorcycles or something. A, a group of toughs? Yeah. And one of the their names is Leon, we find out first. Uh, apparently their gang has dwindled. Um, and then I think it's Eddie. Yeah, the, ga- the gang leader, Eddie, he goes, I'm going to go shave and bathe in beer. And then he throws a knife at a sign. Well, no, they, I, they ask him, they're like, well, we, they, we don't have any supplies. What are you going to shave and bathe in, man? And he goes, beer. Yeah. It's like, dude, not, that would be a movie unto itself. Well, this guy I, breaking out from all the sugars and the shit and the beer. After he throws the knife, that fat, quote unquote, kid takes the knife and runs off. Um, Webster and David are talking. Uh, Webster, his name is George Webster. He shows David this pocket watch. Um 
And if and, you've seen Pulp Fiction, you know what it means to him. Because <laughs> yeah. he does say it was his dad's. Yeah. Um, but immediately, he they have to I go can, help. I can smell it from here, man. <laughs> immediately, they have to go help these two campers because there's fucking snakes. In the fucking woods. All over their food. Like, only all I'd, over I'd their food. I'd say there's probably like 50 snakes on the table. Yeah. And my favorite thing is he goes, they're poisonous. Well, first of all, uh, let me put my nerd glasses up. Snakes are venomous. And second of all, those are garter snakes and they're not poisonous or venomous. And so Webster gets all his shovel and starts shoveling them to death. But yeah, then, just smashing them with a shovel. Yeah, then David brings some, out some a... Some park this is. Yeah, David brings out a fire extinguisher and douses that on them any animal that has any kind of like natural like interaction with people in this movie they just go out and try to kill it yeah well those campers are leaving because they're like Fuck they, this. i can't believe there's snakes in this park but that was really weird like why would there be 50 snakes just in that must have been some okay. good fucking food yeah i guess so uh david says the snakes didn't get in there on their own and webster thinks it's one of the kids um and the camper, the campers that leave that had the snakes on their food or whatever, they well, they said they had heard about this place. Well, of course it's kids because <laughs> venomous snakes never bite kids. Yeah, no, they don't have a kid with them. It's just a couple. Well, didn't didn't you say they blamed it on a kid? Oh yeah, someone yeah. did. Kids I do, think Webster, kids do that Webster shit did. all yeah. the time. Um, Watch out, that well, five year old's got a rattlesnake. That little fat kid probably did. Fat <laughs> quote unquote kid, um, but uh. Webster, whatever. Uh, the people say they've heard about this place, and Webster calls David a corporate spy, and he's like, he "No, might, I'm not." He might not be wrong there. I mean, he's not though. I don't think he likes his dad. I don't know. I mean, but Daddy probably probably put him through Dartmouth or whatever the I mean, fuck whatever. that is. <laughs> Dartmouth. What, however the fuck you say Dartmouth. This. Yeah. Um, Dartmouth mouth mouth mouth. So, uh, Dart Darkmouth. Webster hands David these, like, signs to put up, whatever. Now we cut to a new... um, Isn't it about a kegger? I think it's about... Maybe it's about that picnic they're having that night. They're having, like, a party picnic for for 15 people. Watch out for a group of 60 snakes, too. Yeah. Um, Now we cut to three new characters we haven't met yet. Their names are Rick, Tom, and Wendy. And they're partying, and one of them... I think it was Rick. It's definitely Rick. Uh, carved their names in a heart on the tree. All three of them. So I don't know what they think's going I, on. I think they're planning on sharing Wendy. I think, and they're, uh, they're kind yeah. of freely talking about it. And I don't know why, because she's nothing to write home about her face nor her personality. But you know, it seems like that's kind of what happens. Yet somehow she is still out of both of their league. Well, you know what, I. I've seen worse. I've seen worse personalities with better guys going after him. So, sure. anyway, um, any port in a storm. It's gross. There's an older couple, Rita and Chuck, that walk up, and the Rick, Tom, and Wendy. They're pretty. Ru- they're really rude to him, but they want to see. Yeah, that- you don't like speed metal. Yeah, yeah, which it wasn't, but um. I think, well, I think the, the, the father actually was kind of getting into it, but the mother kind of domineered the conversation. Oh, well, she totally did. But they're like, have you seen our younger, our quote unquote younger son? She's talking about the little fat kid. They make well, fun. Well, she says as much. He's a heavy set boy. Yeah. But they make fun of him and the couple leaves them. So, bye. So, Webster's being weird. The fat kid uh, has an ATV. Fat kid motor track. Yeah. The kid can't... I think his name's Walter. So I'm just call her Walter. I'll call him Walter. Um, but note that he is supposed to be like 12 or 13, 14 maybe, but he is like 25. Um, Webster sees the kid trying to get on his ATV and then the couple comes out and they're mad that and they're like, he should be able to ro- drive this. But they had said at the beginning they can't have these. The yeah, husband. You didn't hear that through the megaphone earlier? <laughs> yeah. When it was right in your fucking face? The husband understands, but the mom and Walter don't. And then she says something like, he doesn't steal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, he just stole somebody's knife earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know. Then we see the caveman is running around. There's caveman a... gymnastics, dude. Doing yeah. flips off trees. He finds a rabbit in a trap. Um, 
Then he's eating some berries and he finds a rat friend. He kisses it. Yeah. That's his girlfriend. So this stupid fucking kid, Walter, breaks into the office, finds the keys to his stuff. And he also he also takes the pocket watch. Yeah. Um, Stinky watch. Yeah. Now we're about to get to William Smith. So George Webster walks to the camper of Lieutenant Brig General F. Mintz, mm. played by William Smith, and his wife, Gloria, who goes by Pepper. Peppermints. We get it. <sighs> yeah. Um, Webster, Webster asks if they heard anything because the trash outside was all scattered around and they're like, no. And he tells them about the party by the picnic tonight, but, uh, I don't party too much. He's he's like, I have everything I need in here. Also, he has Jack Daniels. So Webster stays for a while. Well, then he pours him like a pint of Jack Daniels. Well, he wants, he's like, I want to stay. So I don't want to be a park ranger. I want to party. And it's like, well, we got Peppa in here. (laughs) Yeah. And she's cooking too. After she's done. Kids now are, we, those kids are sharing Wendy over there. Gave me an idea. <laughs> now we see fat kid Walter on his motorbike or ATV or what the fuck ever it is. I don't Motor know. Track. Caveman hears it and he gets scared. So now he's hunting Walter. He hits him. Um, That's good eating. Yeah, he hits him and the ATV with a stick. And Walter. No, 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 no. He, tri- he tripwires him. Tripwire. He, like he pulls a, a line but he hit, up. Then he hits him with a stick. Well, yeah, of course. You gotta once they're down, you gotta beat him. But Walter slashes him with the knife that he stole. But gets him in the face. The caveman snaps his neck. Thank God he's a, he's out of this movie. And uh, he also finds Webster's pocket watch, and he's upset all the hell. About well, yeah, because he's late. Yeah, it immediately turns into Alice in Wonderland. He turns into the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> so now we're Starts at this. Starts freaking uh, out when he sees what fucking time it is. We're at this, <laughs> this is the first time in his life. Picnic party extravaganza. It's a kegger. There's a keg there. Um, they're drinking. George's George Webster says he's going to go on a stroll and he doesn't like people. So it immediately starts raining. This park ranger who who got a job here and knew that campers were going to be around that he had to deal with. He doesn't like people, so he's going to go get away from them. Yeah. And so immediately yeah. starts right. raining. They get under this that's tent. Like, that's like saying, I hate people. I want to be a cashier. Yeah. Or any other job that requires... Be- or it just whatever. Like anyway. A mortician. Yeah. I mean, he would be good at that. There's still people. I don't know. Whatever. He should have stuck with being a tracker because we're going to find out later he's a really good tracker. But uh, um, That's questionable. Well, supposedly. If, In if, his day. if Jack Daniels makes you a better tracker. Uh, the... While they're under the tent, you see Walter being dragged away, and he does have more marks on him than he once did because his neck was just snapped, but we'll we'll know why later. Deke is telling a scary story. The motorcycle gang makes fun of it. Deke claps back. The gang's rude. Walks away. Um, Cheryl talks to Deke and David about a variety of plants. And then they talk about how until now it was God's private woodland. Yeah, a sanctum. It's well, like it uh, was a sanctum of fucking National Geographic I, stock footage. Dave's just Dave is just saying this to get to what's her name's inner sanctum. Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wants that inner sanctum sanctorum, sanctorious. So Deacon David see Webster tracking, quote unquote. That looks like drinking to me. And David's like, what's he after? And Deke says his past. Apparently in the 60s. So he's tracking, but he's just drinking whiskey around a trash can in the rain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In the 60s, George Webster had gotten married and they had a kid. And um, the kid was kidnapped and taken to Memorial Valley. The FBI fucked up and lost the boy because there was a ransom and it was taken there, but the, the FBI fucked it all up. They lost the boy. Is this boy. another story where Freddy Krueger gets loose again? I mean. The judge got fat and somebody didn't sign the right papers. That means that's always what happens. It's so. always Freddy Krueger. Yeah. The kid, they say, uh, they say well, he got lost in Morrow Valley. A lot, most people say that he probably died, but George has been looking ever since. Okay. And this will have nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Well, yeah, it will at the end. <laughs> I but... know, I know. But, okay, next we see <laughs> pretty Wendy, her dumbass. It's, there, all these people are still under the tent. She goes out into the rain and starts dancing and being ridiculous. And might I add, slutty, sorry, I'm not going to call that sex positive. She's acting like a total whore. Hey, man, Wendy's a good old-fashioned girl who do anything, and I mean anything, for I mean, uh, she's, 50 bucks. She's so fucking stupid. 
Well, yeah. Anyway, Rick and Tom. Have you seen her cohorts? Yeah. Rick and Tom take her away. Uh, The rest of the gang leaves. The the rest that were there. Well, okay. This is the only good thing that Rick and Tom do in the movie because the older biker gang are looking at this like like, 16 year old girl and they're going, yeah, take it off. Come on. Um, once they get back though, somehow I guess Wendy got ahead of them and she had kicked Tom and Rick out of the tent. I don't know how you lock someone out of a tent when you just unzip it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that goes down and I don't know why she wanted to keep them out because like it is raining torrentially. Yeah. And it seems like for a long time, but at the same time, David is walking Cheryl back to her tent and she invites him in. And ah, it worked. Yeah, she's impressed with his poeticness. Oh God, that never happens. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, "What poeticness?" You guys, try that shit. Because y'all were talking about plants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm real into. I'm real into that. Tell me what every plant is. This is God's land. I roll. Um, but they're cold because they're wet, yeah. so they need to change clothes. There's a stupid convo. Uh, now it's going to get sexy. Yeah, survival sex. They get into towels. Uh, they're, and he's like, keeping warm without a fire. Share warmth with someone. Body temperatures. Okay. okay I need to be inside of you. So they <laughs> I'm ki- that cold. They kiss to a boiling point. This is about survival. Yeah, survival sex, man. You got to. I could puke, honestly. No, I mean, he's just lucky he was with a woman because if he was with a dude, he would have had to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could honestly. I'm, so, I, I'm sorry, George Webster, but uh, so, I'm no, freezing. But this isn't George Webster. This I know, is but if it was. Yeah. So. I'd have to cuddle up to him. Then they have sex. Or deke. Puke. They don't puke. I did. <laughs> in my mouth. Yeah. At the kissing and the sex. Yeah. And then there's a ca- the caveman is watching from outside. Yeah, of course. You know, cavemen do that. We that's cut a, back, problem, and Tom and Rick are still outside. But Wendy finally lets them in, and then she's like, "Please don't be mad at me." Oh no, what? it's cool. It's cool. We're just thoroughly soaked. You could have let us in immediately, and we would have been less soaked. But no, it's cool now. Well, but when she lets weeks. them in, she looks wetter than they are, and that's not. There's no pun intended there. But uh, I'm serious. <laughs> but it's uh, they're somewhat they're, they're uh, substantially drier than when they were like right outside. Yeah, but she's. I don't understand this. They've been out there for it looks like you know thirty to forty five minutes. I don't know. And she's like, "Please don't be mad at me." Well, bitch, that I'd, I'd be pretty mad. I would be mad. Fuck off. So, but never mind. She, you know, they stop worrying about it because they hear something out there. And then this bear head pokes in. They look out at the bear. Smart idea. Uh, But that's only so they can find the uh, dead fat kid, Walter. And so it's supposed to look like he's died from a bear attack. Yeah. And the bear just shakes off all the wet, all the the rain, and just walks off casually. Yeah, he's like cool by. It also looks like he he had a, taken a you know a little buffet at their little lunch picnic. So he, he, he just did what bears do. He looks like he's in showbiz pizza. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah, totally. So, About to play a banjo. Whatever. David, we- uh, David, George Webster, and Deke bring the kid into the. I guess it's the store or no, I think it's the office. They bring him into the office. Webster thinks it was an animal, but David says uh, the slices are too clean. Listen um, to the college boy. And he's like, we need to call the cops. And Webster rips the fucking phone off the wall. Yeah, that's not suspicious. And he's like, I know, how, I know how to get a hold of the right people. Well, I don't know how now because you ripped the phone off the wall. But well, then he goes, well, I got a shortwave radio over yeah. there. He gets some med- Next, we see some medics taking Walter away. Um, the sheriff says they have a, a problem if the bear is still there, but they can't get help until next week. They can't come back or something. Uh, Webster tells David to get the campers together at 730, and then they kind of get in a fight about it, but who cares? I don't know. So I guess 730 the next morning. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, they talk about how it was, the, it was Walter's fault for riding outside the campground, like because he, he was outside of like the... Whatever. It's a technicality, man. Yeah. Um, So that's how parks work. Yeah. So Memorial Valley will stay open, but they can't close the beaches. But they stay open. They're going to have a hunting party for bear. A bitch and bear hunt. Some uh, some people leave, I think, but the roads may be washed out. So the motorcycle gang, they're actually being kind of cool, but they won't help. 
And then also, by the way, a girl named Emily is part of this gang. So I just wanted to let you all know. She's the one that has a death later that doesn't make any sense. Um, Eddie, uh, Eddie has a gun. Um, and he's going to, I don't know what he's going to do about that. I don't really well, first care. He, first, he basically turns on every member of his biker Well, gang. no, he only turns on the two black members, uh, Maury and Sarah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So he yeah, he pulls a gun out and says, let's go hunt a bear with a pistol. And then they say it's stupid. And he point, basically points the gun at them. Yeah. Um, why the f- how, why the fuck are they in this gang? But no one, uh, <laughs> the girls say back as well as Maury and Leon and Eddie leave. We cut back to Wendy, and she she's like, we shouldn't go on the hunt. But then she finally is convinced by Tom and Rick. I don't care. Uh, whatever. Uh, Webster convinces General Mintz to go on the hunt, and he screams that he'll talk to David later. I, You know, this whole thing between David and George, I, it's, who cares? Yeah, David didn't really do anything, but also, I mean, he, he does the bare minimum of work, and I understand that is a little frustrating, but George is just drunk. Yeah. Well, maybe. It's the next day. Well, he was drinking last night, so he's definitely hung over. Well, Dr- drinking yeah. in the rain. Tra- oh, sorry, I mean tracking. Yeah. Uh, was he drinking then? Yeah, he was walking around a trash okay. can in the rain, slamming whiskey out of a flask. Um, Leon and Eddie are doing, are walking around. They get lost. At the same time, Rick and Tom are acting ridiculous. Rick got caught in a trap, so he, he's hanging upside down. And and the, the park ranger gave everybody guns. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody has a gun. Rick, Rick and Tom, and they're running around With playing no war training. before that. Yeah, it was no. just like, here, you can do it. Yeah, nobody even tells them, like, hey, don't run around and play war with loaded guns. <laughs> uh, David questions, the tra- they, they all come up pretty quickly on this, tra- on this trap, and um, Rick hanging upside down, and David is like, this is weird that there's this trap here, but Webster, Webster snaps at him, and the caveman's watching. Poachers. Now, Eon and Le- Hetty and Leon, they're still trying to find their way back. Uh, the group finds uh, Maury. He's the black member of the gang, and he tells them that Eddie and Leon have been gone for a long time, and Webster's like, well, we'll look for them later. Okay. Whatever. Deke says to Webster, you felt it. We shouldn't be here. But I work here, so it's okay. Yeah, but I gotta no, no be one's here. leaving. All right, Deke. So now we're back to Eddie and Leon's storyline. The caveman is near Eddie. I don't know where Leon is at this point, but Eddie finds a knife. Leon finally shows up. He yells that he found a cave. Mm-hmm. Someone might live in there. They find a human skeleton and a newspaper clip about the missing boy. Leon takes Box of toys. Yeah. Well, that's in a second. That's that Leon's already left at this point. At that point. Leon takes the skull outside and then once he's outside, Eddie finds the old kids toys. The caveman comes in and he's like, "Don't play with my fucking toys." He doesn't say that cuz he can't talk. He's feral. He says it in a real deep voice. "Don't play with my fucking toys." And he axes him. And chases Leon. This is with one hour. With a fireman's axe, too. It's not like some axe he crafted or anything. With a fireman's axe. And this is one hour in. I just want to point that out. Yeah, yeah. That this it's a isn't sl- really it's a getting slow going. Burn. Yeah. yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't say slow burn. Uh, that's usually, you know, well, I for felt good burn- movie. I felt burned I mean, at the end of this movie. Well, yeah. I wouldn't call it a slow burn, though. That would in- indicate this is good. But oh. David tells... Um, Webster, he heard he heard, heard he heard a gunshot. Um, Wendy's back at the camp, and she doesn't want to be left alone. But oh well, whatever. They're leaving her, but they leave her with a gun. Whatever. Okay. Again, somebody who does not know how to use this. She clearly. Now Leon's running with the skull. He falls, and he uh, the caveman catches up, and he tries to give the skull back, but the chase is on, and then he falls into a trap, but this trap is full. It's like this pit full of, um, st- like, wooden stakes. It's like a tiger trap or something yeah. like that. Like, that cool. That was pretty cool. I love that, though. Yeah. Um, all the other, the group that's, uh, you know, on the bear hunt, which is a fucking preschool song, um, they hear a scream. And like I said, uh, uh, along with the snakes, uh, again, with this bear hunt, this bear didn't do anything. They think it killed a kid, but I mean, it didn't do anything wrong. 
You know, well, you don't, you usually don't when animals kill someone, they are put down. Yeah. Well, but, you know, they even said this bear drew first blood. Yeah. A little Rambo moment. Yeah. Uh, the caveman is watching, washing the skull and runs. The group finds the cave. They find Eddie. Eddie! And David's like, it's been a man all along. You knew. You knew! George Webster says, it might be my son. Then they fight. It's like, so you definitely knew then. Yeah. Um, They warn, uh, they go to warn, they want to warn the people at the camp and they ask Rick to run back and tell. So, um, and they rig a stretcher to get Eddie out of the cave. Even though he said, but I mean, I guess they're not going to leave him in there, whatever. Um, Rick's running, the caveman's following him. He sees Leon in that pit. And so at that moment, he's impaled with a wooden stake by the caveman and then falls into that pit as and, well. And that's when we say goodbye to Discount Skeetle, Rick. Aww. Yep. He is not anywhere close. I said Discount. No, like that, that'd be bottom of the, that would be in the free bin. That's he's a, a, he's bottom, a free bottom of the bin. Skeetle, Rick, uh, gene pool. No, absolutely not. I will not. I know. Um, he, he's what they scraped out of Skeet Ulrich's dad's condom. <laughs> <laughs> scraped it out the bottom of Skeet Ulrich's dad's shower drain. Except for Skeet Ulrich was probably like younger. I mean, I think. Who knows? I don't care. Probably about the same. I mean, I do it's care about Skeet It's 19, Ulrich. what, 89? 89. 89. No, yeah. I guess he wouldn't have been that much younger because Skeet Ulrich would have been probably like 20 in 1994. Call Skeet up. He's not doing anything. Oh, he's at a lot of conventions, okay? I bet he's not right now. At this very moment, yeah. Oh, doo, 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 doo. Um, that was me on a cell phone. Um, we got a hotline to Skeet Ulrich. It's a big red phone, like Commissioner Gordon and Batman. <laughs> we can call him at any time. Any time, go straight to his phone. I use and he it. always answers. Well, I usually use it when I'm alone. I've got a Skeet Ulrich signal I shine in the sky at night. Yeah, you, I usually use it alone. Yeah, I'm, no one's can be here when I do it. Yeah, yeah. But but he charges you when you do that. By the, by the minute. No, I charge him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he pays. <laughs> he pays. He pays for me to call him. Um, so, I've been waiting all day. Uh, <laughs> the, Nobody the knows me at these conventions. <laughs> I've never met him at a convention. <laughs> never met him at all, except for by telephone and shining a light into the night. Everybody's talking to the blue zombie from Dawn of the Dead. Nobody knows who I am. <laughs> Which blue zombie? It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, okay, so the caveman breaks into the office and he finds a picture of his family before the kidnapping. He goes completely berserk and throws things everywhere. Um, he leaves. So if he remembers that, how did he forget everything like talking and clothing and like what happened to I, his teeth? He became feral. I don't. I don't know. Is that what happens when you become feral? Your teeth get all buck. Well, I mean, if you're only eating like wilderness. <laughs> i guess dude i've been living off wilderness it sucks man <laughs> my teeth have gone I, I'm to so shit. sick of eating wilderness i can't brush my teeth he could use something to brush his teeth but i guess not whatever um so okay he leaves the office though to flatten the jeep's tires and pull out engine parts and i think the jeep was uh webster's so again how would a caveman know the inner machinations of this like car like how would he know like what any of that was. Yeah, but he can't, he doesn't know how to brush his teeth or talk. He, well, I mean, he knew how to read a pocket watch. He knew he was late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so back to the group tracking Rick, uh, because Rick went the, went the wrong way. Uh, and they can tell because of George's tracking skills. Yeah, man. So. <laughs> Here, take a sip of this. So they leave <laughs> Eddie. On trail. They leave Eddie to see what they can find. Cheryl finds Leon and Rick, and Tom's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, because that's his friend. Yeah. So he runs back to report to the other campers, and he needs uh, Wendy, he needs to go get Wendy and the mints. That's what they tell him. Yeah. You know, pepper. Peppermints. But at this point, I think, but at this point, General Mints has also left the group, and he's back in the camper. Yeah. yeah. So. Had to have another pint of Jack Daniels. Yeah. So they go to call the police, and I I don't know where this phone is, because the only one was ripped off the wall. There's Um, a CV in the the Jeep. But the office has been ransacked. The CV in the Jeep is fucked. So, um, Yeah. 
Tom goes to General Mintz and he tells uh, them to come to the main camp. But General doesn't want to come and Tom leaves. But finds well, well, okay, to the general's credit, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Earlier, he told he told George, you got two hours of my time. I think George used two hours of his time. Well, I think also he explains that people are dead. And he was, he's point. also a war vet, and uh, he likes a little one-on-one. Yeah. Unless it's two-on-two. You want to come in here? I got Pepper. Yeah. You want to so, sh- share my wife? He, uh, when Tom leaves, he finds the caveman messing with the RV or camper, whatever gen- whatever General Mintz is in. And it's he's hot-wiring that thing to blow. Well, yeah. But when the caveman sees him, he stabs Tom in the chest-slash-throat area. Yeah. And then, there's a, there's a lot of noise, but then that's right when it isn't that right. The, no, that's right. Yeah, you the hear the gas. Like, hiss, you hear the did, gas did, hissing. Did you, did you hear something outside? Yeah, you hear the gas hissing in the RV, and then it blows up. Well, no, the general's trying to light a cigarette. Oh well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, at this point, Emily has gone off on her own. She's the only one in the motorcycle gang that's not dead. That has decided to walk off and go find somebody. The um, two the two motorcycle girls aren't dead. Or no no the three motorcycle girls and uh, what's the other dude? Sarah, Flo, more and Maury. Uh, okay, and, and Maury. But Emily, leaves. yeah she yeah she runs off on her. Own. Um, Wendy's listening to music, but she hears something, so she goes into the tent with the gun. She sees hands and shouts, but um, it's Tom's body, and then the caveman breaks her spine. I think that's what he did. He like well he cracks co- her he, spine. Yeah, he cops a fill first. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, if the, I don't know that. if that was like uh, some like method acting as being a caveman, or if it was just like, like, okay, dude, like, go ahead and do the kill now. Like, you can stop filling her up. Yeah, but I guess he he like yeah, breaks he, her yeah, back. He, bra- yeah. he breaks her back. We see Emily running around, and now it's dark at camp, and um, someone says, "This is vengeance." And Webster's like, "Why did I never find him?" Okay, I wondered about that. What is what? What is the vengeance for this? Like, the kid got kidnapped by somebody completely different. That skeleton in the cave was the person who was the kidnapper. So, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it has to be I, I because I mean, it, I guess I just didn't really well, care. I mean, so the, I, I mean, I just completely looked past it because I didn't give a shit. Uh, well, I mean, that's easy. <laughs> it could to do. have been anybody that but, walked into the camp. But when they area. said this, or when they said this is vengeance, I was like, for what? man like i don't think vengeance is like taking it out on innocent people yeah but i i don't know i don't know i don't know and i don't care um top notch writing now we see emily and she's almost found her way back but right before she gets there she's pulled into the tr- into a tree by the top of her head that's the last you'll see ever will, you you see her dead body but you don't really know how she died so um deke is now putting gas in the generator he sees Emily's body hanging and he drops the gas can and this caveman sets a torch, it, a torch down and Deeks is set on fire. Deeks' death was the worst. And yeah, because I liked him a lot. He's, the, he's one of the best characters and also undeserved. Yeah. And it went on way too long. Well, I don't think any of these people deserved it except for Wendy. Well, I sure, mean, sure. But Deeks' death was like excruciating and just like, ah! Like he ran around on fire forever. Ever, yeah. Like, and geez, then man. someone says it's Memorial Day. <laughs> I, I, okay. And then there's this weird truck tractor thing coming at him, and it drives through something. And then after it drives through that, the three members of the biker gang that are left, it's a, I think her name's Flo and Sarah and Maury. They've gone down this hill below where the truck is. Yeah, this little ridge. And, um, so when, I, it's, I guess it's the caveman has also learned to drive a tractor. Yeah, pushes the truck. He pushes the truck and it falls on the, those While three. While they sit there screaming, man, it's like yeah. they went to the Prometheus school of running. It's like just move, dude. Yeah. Like you, all three of them could have lived. I will note that uh, that uh, what was the the bike leaders bike gang leaders Eddie. name Eddie his girlfriend um, much like me right now has a spot on her lip that looks like she's a member of Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine's a zit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Cheryl, George, and David see the caveman. George tells uh, David and Cheryl to leave because this is his thing now. This is all me. I got this. 
caveman wants George to follow. There's a weird you, you one-way want, you, conversation. You want me to follow, boy? Yeah. Well, well, why the caveman's like sitting there, like slapping on the ground. He's like, yeah, you want me to follow you? And it's like, oh god, father and son look just alike. They look <laughs> nothing fucking alike. That's what I meant about the teeth. Like George looks like a normal guy. How the, like what kind of? Gen- and first of all, if this is your kid, dude, just cut your losses. <laughs> you got off easy. I'd stop trying to track him. Anyway, it's daybreak now. He's still following his son, George's. It's real tedious. And I wrote, I don't feel like watching him track shit anymore. He's just drinking in the woods with a gun. I don't think he's drinking anymore. He was drinking all night. <sighs> There's an I, think un- you're, I think you're downplaying his alcoholism. I, I guess I really didn't care so much. I don't know. <laughs> that was like the main focal point for me. Uh, there's this unnecessary rock fall, and then, then a tree almost falls on uh, George, and then he sees uh, his caveman son. Well, he keeps saying, he keeps taunting him. He's like, I was the best they ever was. But he goes, are you Stephen Walker? Do you recognize me? So that is his son. He didn't recognize him. No. Um, Steven has the pocket watch, but um, so it is. And he's like really excited to see his dad sure. for half a second mm-hmm. until he's impaled accidentally. Well, he, he hits a tripwire that the caveman yeah. is set. <laughs> he's like, accidentally impaled by a tree and, trap. Well, either the caveman knew about that and was like, fuck you, dad. Or he forgot that no, he, he forgot. set, he you can set tell up a he booby forgot. trap right in front of his dad. Yeah, you can tell he forgot because he's like upset. Um, and at the end of the movie, we see the medics back. David and Cheryl identify George and tell the cops they'll never find the killer. Yeah, it's like, if George couldn't track a caveman, no one can. And yeah. the cops are like, well, case, case closed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, like, it, well, and then they say, oh, also the park is closed. Mm-hmm. Be- give it back to God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we see an <laughs> image of the caveman on top of a hill, i.e. God. Well, while Cheryl and David walk away, because I guess now they're going to get married. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... They had that that coitus interruptus <laughs> in yeah. the rain, and uh, yeah, now now it's on. So we got our kill count. Let's see. Are you counting the dogs? No. Okay. I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't either. But I'm just saying. Okay. So one. I, I guess got... you don't value their lives. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, the the I'm going to do the kill count of people that died in the movie. One is Walter. His neck is snapped. Two is Eddie. He's axed. That's one hour into the movie, by the way. We don't have a... We is have one kill before death? that. Yes. Holy shit, yeah. man. The third is Leon. He falls on a trap of stakes. Um, number four is Rick. T-bones. He's impaled by a stick and then also falls on the trap of stakes. Number five is Tom. He's stabbed in the chest slash throat area. Six and seven are General Mints and Peppermints uh, when their uh, RV bro- blows up. Eight is Wendy. Her back's broken. Nine is Emily. And we really don't know how she died because she she's just, just got... Hang- hanging in a fucking pull- tree. Yeah, she just got pulled up by her hair mm. into a tree, but she's dead. Uh, number 10 is Deke. He's set on fire. 11, 12... That, that was... Okay, so... That was a good scene, but man, I, Deke got it the worst. Yeah. He, he didn't fucking but deserve he didn't, that. No, he did not. Um, 11, 12, and 13 are Maury, Flo, and Sarah. And They didn't really deserve it either, but they deserved it because they didn't know they how to just run. Run, run to the side. Yeah, they're crushed by the truck. They, they weren't bad people. And number 14 is George Webster, and he's impelled by the tree trap. He didn't feel a thing. He was smashed. Um, Quite also, literally. By the way, Karen Russell played Emily. She was in the movie Hell High, which is uh, not really a slasher. Some people consider it one. It's more like the that Mr. Miss Tingle movie to me. But anyway, she was also in the music video for Guns N' Roses Patience and was in the music video for Apex Twin Window Liquor and a lot of other dumb stuff. Um, not an Aphex Twin fan. Yeah. Well, no, I like that song. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar. I don't really like Patience by Guns N' Roses, although I do like some of their songs. I just remember cons- thinking their music videos were like low rent tool videos, and I don't even like tools music. You're a tool. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 
The movie appears on several DVD sets as Son of Sleepaway Camp, though it has nothing to do with Sleepaway Camp. Son of Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Uh, it's also called Memorial Day or Valley of Death. And it, it was filmed at Gold Creek Ranch. You can go visit it. Its address is 8807 Gold Creek Road, Lakeview Terrace, Los Angeles, California. Is that caveman still up there? Probably. There's, oh, shit. What there is no for? wiki for this movie. Um, that's all I have. Yeah. I, I don't. I, mean, I also, I looked and I looked and looked and I never saw a presidential candidate Vietnam vet John Kerry. No, but he was there the whole time. I did see Will Smith in there. Uh, what do you rate this? Oh, man, I'm going to give it a two. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it's, it... It's entertaining enough, but it's bad enough. And it's it, slow. I mean, it's it's short enough, although you don't have a kill for an hour. Well, you have one, but... Yeah. The kills are pretty good. Um, It's so goofball and oddball enough that it's like, I enjoyed watching it. There's good camaraderie. The characters aren't developed, but somehow they are. Yeah, I it's mean, very strange. They're not. You get to know them in a weird way. I don't think they're terribly unlikable, except for Wendy. Well, even the ones that are unlikable, like even the the park ranger, he's he's thoroughly a, a ter- you know just like a drunk idiot character. But I I loved him. Yeah, I didn't mind any of them except for. Awesome. Uh, like, I, I love Deke, but I didn't I didn't mind any of them except for uh, Wendy, who really just. Uh, Oh, I, I will say this. I didn't. Her. I didn't much care for Rick or Tom either. I didn't. I didn't like Tom, but I liked Rick. But maybe that was because he's uh, been the free bin for a ski doll Rick or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I don't know. Um, Con- and even Con- the biker scrapings. gang people were pretty likable, even though they were the leader not. wasn't. The rest of them were. No, Leon wasn't really either. The other, like the like, hey, he's just him. a big hairy drunk dude. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, two out of five, you know, watch it once. It's, if you can find it, yeah. It's, it's it, on it, YouTube. Is it? Yeah. Shit. So, Well, yeah. there you go. Uh, so stay gagged on um, feral children. Stay gagged on survival sex. Stay, <laughs> stay gagged on wooden stakes. Stay gagged on fat kids. Stay gagged on... Wait, did you say the snakes yet? No. <laughs> but stay gagged on those. Stay gagged on Pepper. Sharing my wife, Pepper. Peppermints. Peppermints. Played by Lindy, Lindy, Linda Honeyman. It's not far off. I don't think that that's a... Her real name's Linda. Linda Honeyman. Livingston. She's I, so sweet. Yeah, Linda, Linda Honeyman, I don't know. Call us because are you a porn star? Uh, stay gagged on a pint of Jack Daniels. Yeah. And stay gagged on all of our social media, Instagram, TikTok, Gag Me With A Knife podcast. Go to our website to buy our merch. Gag Me With A Pod... Gag Me With A Pod... Sorry. Gag Me With A Podcast. Gag Me With A Knife And um, have a good Memorial Day if you give a fuck. I don't... What is it? Is it it for the wars? I think so. Why are we trying to remember those? I mean, we need to learn from the past, but Jesus Christ, let's move on. Well, don't they already have Veterans Day? I don't... What's the uh, difference? I don't know. Well, anyway, we need to stop fighting. Enjoy the peace. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I'm concerned about now. Um, uh, well, I, I've never known peace. I've, I've never known it either. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next time. Get ready for uh, some really great stuff coming up. <laughs> one, one of them's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. At least, hopefully. Yeah, it'll all see be ya. All right, bye.
I saw you in heaven. 